When we all come together, folks, welcome. Good morning. It's a religion is here. The podcast that seeks to speak into life from a faith perspective. Faith, uh, and what I mean by that is we talk about faith from, uh, really there's only two sides to faith. One, you put your faith in the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, or you put faith in something else. And that's, uh, that's our take on how life uh, is transpiring at this point. And we believe that you see that in uh, many things, many places, many ways uh, in which that manifests itself. And uh, anyway, welcome. Good morning. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic for which it stands Two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And uh, for those folks out there with money and connections and things like that, um, you really don't get justice. I guess, you know, I was thinking about that. I always think, well, you know, those are the ones that get justice, but they don't. Because justice is never served to people like that. That's why people like Hillary Clinton are still walking around without being behind bars because they have connections and influence and they can do uh, whatever they want pretty much from the standpoint of uh, uh, certain things that, that others of us would do would be in jail for many, many years. And um, but people like that can can get away with it. And that is not justice for all. That's not equal justice for all. So, uh, my name's Ehud, son of Dennis. Uh, you can reach us at Ehud at itsareligion.org. That's Ehud at itsareligion.org. And um, we are uh, hmm, just thinking and pondering about things. I'm watching the, out my window, watching the full moon uh, begin to set uh, over the northwest corner of Illinois. And uh, just thinking about the state and the state of the state and what a sad uh, state it's in and uh, thinking and hoping and, and praying that God will somehow allow counties up in this neck of the woods to secede to Iowa or uh, somehow help us create a separate state to get away from the influence of the Chicagoland area so that those folks can manage their own affairs, be represented by people who... Uh, um, they support, you know, whatever, but, uh, the government in Illinois has gotten extremely, uh, way too liberal for those of us in the hundred red counties out of the 113 counties in Illinois or whatever it is. It's somewhere in that, that neighborhood. But, uh, you know, it's Friday. Uh, we're heading into Thanksgiving week next week. And, um, you know, my wife and I were talking this morning that, that there is uh, nothing new under the sun. You know, the, the persecution that we see happening out there, the control, the top-down control that our federal government wants to institute, um, you know, it's it's been around. You know, I was listening to Old Testament prophets this morning, Ezekiel, and um, just thinking about all the stuff that the Israelites went through back in the day. And uh, there's really, really nothing new under the sun. Um, ever since the fall and it's been going uh, going south so until the Lord Jesus came along and uh, gave us an opportunity to be saved and you know we're going to talk some about that today 
but there's really only two two ways to believe folks you know you have the lord jesus the bible the the savior the one whose religion quote unquote uh is based on someone who lives based on someone who rose from the dead uh everything else every other religion on this planet is based on someone who died someone who is no longer around who may have had good writings good thoughts whatever but it's not something that uh uh, is going to stay, I guess, would <clears throat> be the best way to say it. So we always start out with some scripture on this show after I get through my initial diatribe. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we were in Matthew chapter uh, four today. And this is where Jesus is led up in the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, which... I still, uh, it still befuddles me why he had to go through that. Um, but maybe it was for an example uh, to us on how to handle the temptations that we come across on a day-to-day basis. And he did it with, with fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So I don't know how you do that without being the son of God. Uh, and obviously he was hungry after that. And um, the first thing that, that Satan does uh, is saying, hey, turn these stones into bread. You you have the power to do that. Um, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil says he's going to give him, um, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down for his angels to give his angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus is like, it's written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So, two of three and then the devil takes him up and basically says hey i'm going to give you all this because it's mine to give if you fall down and worship me and he's like look you shall worship the lord your god and serve him only so for some reason satan had it in his mind that uh he had to try and and get jesus on his side and you know it makes me wonder about the time when satan fell from heaven how he convinced these other angels to go with him. You know, when you're in that place with God, um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you, how you would even do that. But then Satan leaves him. And uh, Jesus then, it says, leaving Nazareth, he dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast. And uh, it fulfilled the prophecy about Zabulun, Zabulon and Nephtalim uh, that was spoken by Isaiah. Um, people which sat in darkness saw a great light, and to them which sat in the region in a shadow of death, light is sprung upon them. And, you know, Jesus himself said that, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, um, you know, he talks later to his disciples about, you know, being the light of life and how while he's in the world, uh, he is the, the light of man. And, you know, it's a very easy thing to say um, light, good, darkness, bad, because I think everybody inherently knows that things that are in the light um, are exposed. They're, you know, they have to be more of truth. That's why, you know, when you look at last year's election, for instance, these people that uh, go around and, and claim that, oh, you're trying to look at this, so you're trying to cause problems. 
No, we're just trying to shed light on it to see what the truth is, to see what ha what really happened in this election because there was a lot of crazy things that went on. And to say that it was the most secure election in the history of, of humanity is pathetic at best. Anyway, um, so Jesus walking by the sea, he starts to uh, um, pull his disciples in. Uh, Simon saw two brethren. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting an end into the sea, and they were fishers. He says unto them, follow me. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And then they, he picks up James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Um, and he was going about Galilee at that point, teaching and uh, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to have Jesus show up on the scene and just cure everybody this COVID thing and stick it to the global government? Um because I saw this morning that Austria is headed for a full lockdown. And I just, I'm like, when are you people going to get it? This thing is not going, you just need to let it go. Let it do its thing and get get it out of here. But just like the common cold, though, if, that's, if that virus is based on um, similar things to the common cold, you're not going to get rid of it completely. It's going to be around. And, you know, maybe that's part of the plan. Um, and his fame went through all Syria going back to our Lord Jesus, and they brought him unto all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those which had palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him a great multitudes of people from Galilee, Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond Jordan. So, you know, Jesus comes on the scene and uh, he just starts doing all this stuff. And, you know, people are coming from everywhere to become healed and things like that. Now, back then, you didn't have a lot of, you didn't have an iPhone, right? So you couldn't post this on Instagram or whatever, any of these social things and go, hey, look what Jesus did. And um, so there, it was all word of mouth. So it, you know, I would imagine it took a lot longer for word to get out of what was going on with this guy and um, what he was all about. So... Um, you know, even though at that time, the the fact that the Roman government was uh, there, um, and you know the timing of Christ coming was what God wanted to spread the gospel and the good news of uh, of eternal life, and and when you put your faith and trust in Him, um, you're you're headed to a different place, and that there is purpose in this life uh, in Christ. And really none away from him. So, even then, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine being around uh, when he was there and just being able to see him and see what he was doing. And But, you know, even then you see so many people that, that just don't get it. You know, they can see him do a miracle, raise someone from the dead. We'll get to that later. Um, you know, but we did talk about that in the book of John. And yet these guys refuse to put their trust in him. And it just, it boggles the mind. But yet, what do we see today? You see people split. You know, people that don't put their trust in a vaccine. That isn't a vaccine. It's a shot. It's, a, it's an experiment. And yet you've got a whole group of people over on the other side going, oh, it's the greatest thing ever and you need to do it. And, you know, if you remain unvaccinated, uh, you're going to be chastised. You're going to be thrown under. You're going to be whatever but 
uh, I don't know. It's it's really. Uh, yeah, build back better. Build back break is what I would say. They're trying to break it. So, chronic underutilization of America's trucking capacity means 40% is left on the table every day. An MIT expert. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, Germany and Greece imposing new restrictions for unvaccinated people. Here we go. You know, and, and that's another thing. One, people should not know whether you're vaccinated or not. That, that is not something that should be generally known in the public. Um, you know, to have a count of how many vaccines were, have been given out in an area and how many uh, people live in that area. And you can go, well, you know, half the population here is vaccinated. I can see that as a statistic if somebody wants to throw that out. But to know specifically who is and who isn't, uh, that's not right. Nobody should know that, but you're, you and yourself, you, yourself, and I, right? Because it's it's your business. It's not somebody else's business, whether you have taken a an experimental drug in your system. And so we go to the, the godless, faithless people who are running our country right now, and even though two courts have said, uh, and the OSHA has suspended its... Uh, desire to force everybody that works for a company of over 100 people to get vaccinated or be tested every week that that's unconstitutional you can't do that white house comes right out tells businesses to move forward with biden's vaccine rules and agency suspends enforcement and it it just is pathetic the the way these people are going but it shouldn't be unexpected godless faithless people are going to do what godless faithless people do um, they run roughshod over folks. They do things that are, are inherently evil. That is an evil thing to tell people they have to take this shot when there are other methods to treat this disease that are just as effective, if not more, probably more so. Um, things, again, like ivermectin and uh, concoctions that some of these other doctors have come up with that work fine. That's how I was cured. I had COVID and uh, took ivermectin and an antibiotic and a mixture of some other things. And, um, you know, a couple of days after starting on that regimen, I started feeling better. I was on oxygen for a couple of days, but it was, it wasn't a big deal. You know, there was a couple of times when, when I had to go to the bathroom or take a shower when I realized that, it, you know, this is serious. So it is not something to, that you should mess with, but it's it's treatable it's not you know it shouldn't be that big a deal if i would have started taking this stuff earlier i probably wouldn't even have had any issues with it but because our our wonderful leaders are in bed with the pharmaceutical companies we don't get that option because they're trying to prevent that even though it's very obvious that this stuff takes care of it oh i think it's funny this bill maher guy um who's supposed to be a liberal, has been slamming the liberals lately for ignoring Hunter Biden's laptop right to Cuomo's face. That was a story in the Daily Caller. But that is, uh, um, it's interesting that uh, he's been doing a lot of that lately, slamming his buddies because he knows they've gone off the, off the rails and they're not really um, 
they're certainly not doing things to support the little people anymore. I mean, they are the party of big business. They're the party of the money folks, the elites, and uh, the ruling class. And I'm hoping that, you know, I, I'm hoping that the, the people in the inner cities, the people that typically have voted Democrat because they think the Democrats are going to take care of them, are going to realize that that's not, not the case. They could care less about those people except for getting their vote. And um, it's basically about control. But if, if those folks truly figure it out one of these days, um, you know, the elites will be no more. They're going to have to cheat even more than they do now, um, have more dead people vote, have you know, more mail-in votes just show up in the middle of the night um, all for their candidate, right? I mean, it, it couldn't be more blatant what happened in that election last year. So, uh, fatally flawed OSHA halts Biden's vaccine mandate and Pfizer seeks to release COVID pill. Boy, that, that'll be nice, won't it? Everybody can just take a pill and away we go. Um, or one of the stories in, in uh, this is CB, CBN News, rise of the machines. Are we entering dangerous territory with machines that replace God? So high-tech and artificial intelligence are fast becoming a big part of our daily lives. Author Wallace Henley says, if we are not careful, American society could easily enter into a dangerous territory, a less human world that forgets the preeminence of God. We have these machines emerging, and people are beginning to worship those machines. There's actually an AI church now, and there's another technology specialist who said, if this thing can go a billion times faster than the human brain, this machine, and the only thing that we can call it is God. Now, I look at this and I just go, you know what? People used to worship golden calves, okay? So if people don't worship the one true God and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, they're going to find something to worship. And uh, people that are growing up in this society with robotics and artificial intelligence and things like that, I mean, to me, this is not a surprise. And, uh, you know, I think over, because I work in the, the field of automation, I've been in it for 30-some years, I've kind of seen it grown up to what it's become today, and uh, it, it's not going to stop, it's not going to change, you know, it's going to continue to move forward, and things you know, when I was at uh, a local restaurant in our small town the other day, there's an older couple that's had this restaurant for many years. And I was talking to the, the owner on the way out, and he said, yeah, you know, I, my wife and I, we're having to do all the stuff. We can't find people to work to come in and do prep work and, and things of that nature. And, you know, it just hit me that, you know, he could buy a robot nowadays to help facilitate some of that stuff for a pretty... Uh, a pretty uh, reasonable cost. And, um, you know, that's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to go into a McDonald's someday and there might be one person there who can take care of the equipment, who's been trained on how to run everything. And the rest of it will just happen automatically. You know, a truck will pull up outside, stuff will get fed into the system, and, you know, a robot will separate it, put it where it needs to go. Another one will do all the cooking and all the uh, cleaning and maintenance. Um, I don't, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But, you know, at that point, people are going to have a lot more time in their hands. And, um, you know, I think that's, I've talked to my oldest son about this from time to time. And, you know, he's of the opinion that's why you need a, a universal basic income. 
And, you know, in some ways it's hard to disagree. You know, if people can't work for a living, what are they going to do? So, um, but, uh, uh, those are things we're just gonna have to see what happens, but, you know, we're at a point now, you know, the, the uncle Joe, uh, has been sending us $500 a month because we have two children under the age of 18 or whatever. And, uh, you know, I think the government's trying to establish that this can be done without blowing inflation through the roof where they can just give out money to people. And I don't know. I'm not sure how you do that. You just keep printing it, I guess. But we're we're in an interesting place. And, you know, my wife and I were planning on moving to a, a, and we're able to, thank God, to have some acreage. And, you know, we're going to have to make a plan to, to grow some of our own stuff and things like that, I think, just to, to be on the safe side. Because I don't know, you know, how this is all going to play out with society. So... Um, Austria to enter full national lockdown as fourth COVID wave sweeps Europe. Isn't that great? All those, uh, government entities just looking out for us, you know, so worried about our personal health that they want to keep us in our homes and lockdown so we can't go anywhere. How does that even make any sense? You know, you, you let the thing go, let it do what it's going to do. Uh, isn't Austria like 97% vaccinated? Why are they worried about it? If the vax works, then what's the big deal? You know, I, there's so much hypocrisy in this. It's it's almost as bad as, as just gem, general democratic hypocrisy is in this country where they can say and do things, never get called on it. Um, and they'll come out the next day and call somebody else out for doing what they've been doing. And it just uh, never ends. So McCarthy stalls vote on Biden's massive spending bill with record speech. Well, at least the guy finally did something to put the brakes on some of this stuff. So that's good. You know, there are people that are starting to stand up, starting to take a stand. Um, and uh, it's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing, I think. Um, even though you have, when people do, you have the FBI show up at their door and uh, try and intimidate them and things like that. I mean, that's that's one of the things that's gotten out of hand. And I saw a story the other day, and the inspector general was calling out the uh, uh, Department of Justice, saying, look, you guys are getting way too political here. And uh, I don't think they care. You know, the White House says certainly doesn't care. OSHA comes out and says, we're not going to do this. And they go, yeah, companies go ahead and do that anyway, even though you're not going to be forced to now. So it just... It's amazing to see some of the things that are going on out there. Um, and, I, you know, I think in general, there's there's a uh, a play in place that is uh, moving forward that has been a plan for some time. I think this was, uh, my wife was telling me, you know, she had read something the other day about, uh, you know, Hillary was supposed to be president instead of Trump. And this was all going to happen back in 2018 so that they could use it to control people. And that's, you know, the whole point of the, the COVID experiment is for governments to get in control of people. And I think to uh, kill people, basically, to reduce the population. And that's why you don't hear anything about flu. You don't hear anything about 
you know, many other diseases. Well, now news media has finally come out and started talking about uh, drug overdoses and things that have happened during the pandemic. And that makes sense in my mind um, because that's what happens when you lock everybody down in their own home. You're going to have people getting depressed when they're not, not able to interact with folks or they're only able to do it online. Because humans were meant to be around other humans and the whole lockdown thing makes no sense. It's not going to not going to help anything. And, you know, if you want to wear a mask, I, people still run around here wearing masks. I've seen people driving sometimes by themselves wearing a mask and think somehow that's going to going to keep them safe. And it's just not. You got to just trust God and uh, um, do what you can. You know, wash your hands. Um, don't get in people's faces. Right. I, the, the mask is not going to stop anything. And the fact that they've gotten so many people to wear them stupid things, I don't, that, that really breaks my heart too. Cause it's just a, it's a note of subjection, if you will. Like, yes, I'm going to subject myself to this. Um, and the elites looking down on people going, you are my subject. And that's, that's the mentality that it creates instead of, um, Hey, Mr. Government, you work for us. No, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not worried about it. You know, I got COVID, made it through. I'll, you know, if I get it again, I'll do the same thing. I'll take a bunch of ivermectin and some other stuff and away I go. So, and if not, then I'm going to a better place. So, you know, but again, it goes back to what are you trusting in? Are you trusting in man? Man's ability to solve problems, man's ability to do things. Are you, you know, secular in mindset? There is no God. I don't need to worry about that because, you know, man is is man, right? He is the authority. He is the, the one who rules. He is the one who I need to put my faith and trust in. Or are you putting your faith and trust in the one true God so that you don't become anxious about things? And even when you have a moment of anxiety, you're still able to... Uh, to see it through. So anyway, um, I probably said enough today. I've gone a little long. I hope, uh, hope you all have a good day. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and you haven't come to trust in him, uh, let us know. We're happy to help any way we can, but you know, download a Bible app on your phone, read the book of John, get to know who this man was and who he still is. That's the key folks. Every other religion that's out there is going to try and convince you of something um, from someone who is dead, who is no longer with us, who is gone, and likely gone to a place that is not so nice. And there is only one that you can put your trust in that will um, give you eternal life, that will put you in a place someday that I, I can't even begin to describe. So... And uh, it will give you not necessarily a better life than you have, but a hopefully less anxious life where you have more peace and uh, you don't worry about some of these things, even though they may get to you on a daily basis. Over and above that, you can go, you know what? Christ has overcome the world and I really don't need to worry about this. It's not that big a deal. So with that, y'all have a great day and we will uh, catch you hopefully tomorrow.
Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing. For summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends. 